0: Hey there, shifties. Welcome back for another episode of Secret Session Podcast. These are your hosts, Noelle
1: and Alice, and today we're going to talk about the language of flowers, Taylor's version. <laughs> Taylor has written many references to flora in her discography, from flowers to plants, trees, gardens, and so on. And in today's episode we will talk about all these mentions, we will analyse the most interesting ones and before we get down to some lyrics, let's talk about
0: floriography in general. Okay, simply put, floriography is the language of flowers. All flowers hold different meanings, often based on the type of flower, the colour, or you know a combination of both and so floriography is the art of communicating through different flower types um sorry for my voice (laughs) but we're both pretty beat up (laughs) technically floriography has been practiced for thousands of years in many cultures throughout europe asia and africa many flowers derive their meaning and symbolism from ancient myths and legends and you know, a lot of Shakespeare's work involved flower symbolism too. And if you know his play Hamlet, for example, there is a famous scene which involves Hamlet's intended Ophelia and you know flowers. It's a very dramatic scene. And all of these flowers continue to hold the same meaning attached to its mythology today. Even though fluorography has been around for quite a while now, it's most commonly associated with the Victorian era. When learning the unique symbolism behind each flower became a popular hobby, and back then flowers were used to deliver secret messages, hence the language of flowers. For example, if you had a crush on someone, you'd send them a single red rose, and if they sent back a yellow carnation, the message would be clear that they were not interested. The first official book about the language of flowers was published in 1819 by Charlotte de Latour. I don't know, it's a pseudonym so it, it might not be the, the name, the real name, and it's been kind of like the bible of floriography since then and the book from which we gathered all the meanings we're going to talk about in this episode is a version of this first book it's not the same edition obviously um it was written by john ingram and published in 1887. so we have a bunch of flowering
1: mentions in taylor's discography i'm not going to list them all no, i think we're there going to post many. them on instagram like yeah. so check it out but yeah maybe we can say some of them for example, we have in Back to December, you give me roses and I left them there to die. We have in Blank Space, rose garden filled with thorns. And don't blame me, I once was Poison Ivy but now I'm your Daisy. The garden includes summer and I snuck in through the garden gate every night that summer just to seal my
0: fate and, you know, so on. Yeah, and then the lakes. I want to watch wisteria grow right over yeah. my bare feet, and a red rose grew out, out of ice, frozen ground, with no one around to tweet it. I mean, there are many, many mentions. So, yeah. we, willow itself. Like. Yeah, willow, ivy, obviously, which is prompt yeah. which is what prompt <laughs> this, yeah. this episode, basically. So we are going to talk about the general meanings of garden woods slash trees, and then specific kinds of flowers, plants and other trees that Taylor's has mentioned. So let's start with the general meaning of garden. Gardens are a natural art form and it, it's been that way for a lot of time. It's not about simply arranged trees, lawns, fountains and you know ponds. They are a physical expression of the values and beliefs of a culture. For instance, the Baroque garden um, symbolized the autocratic power of the monarchy and the church, while I don't know, the neoclassical garden expressed the rationalism of the Enlightenment. And then we have the Romantic Garden. Which was a reaction against rationalism to instigate emotion through the awe of nature. This was an essay that I found online. So sorry for the <laughs> very dramatic <Yeah>. language. <laughs> <laughs> so we think that the Romantic garden is the one closest to Taylor's political thinking, but it's you know it's ever changing. It's we will see this throughout the episode. It's not the same meaning for every garden, tree, plant. Um, so we talked about the meaning behind the garden in the episodes about Cruel Summer and Betty, which are, I think, the most compelling examples, so maybe go listen to them. But to sum it up, it's the place where her characters go to be themselves, but also to lose themselves. For example, in Cruel Summer, the sneaking into the garden is the act which seals her fate and so it could be seen as a kind of Eden, you know, it's paradise on earth, so as long as you stay there with your person and the outside world doesn't interfere with you, it is paradise on earth. Um, In Betty, it's a double-edged sword. It could be the place where James and Betty get back together or, well, she will tell him off, basically. So we can see clearly how it can have different meanings and still be the place where feelings can be, you know, Freer and wilder. Yeah.
1: We also have gardens in love story with the lyrics So I sneak out to the Garden to see you. In the Great War, we can plan a memory garden. Here we can see the tradition of the Garden of Remembrance, which is an area of land containing cultivated plants, trees, and so on to commemorate the death. And then we have um, in Cowboy Like Me the lyrics now you hang from my lips like the gardens of Babylon. The hanging gardens of Babylon were one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. These gardens are mysterious and to this day we don't know if they were real. It Probably they were just a myth because there's, there's like no concrete proof of them
0: existing.
1: Yeah, sadly. Yeah. It's nice to believe. Okay, uh, so then we have the woods slash trees. We know that in Taylor's discography, if we say woods, we can think about two different scenarios, <laughs> two different things basically. So first of all, out of the woods, and uh, folklore. In the first case, the woods identify an oppressive situation that gives you anxiety and that uh, you can't seem to escape. But the woods are also the setting of the album Folklore. So the Folklorian forest is this whimsical place where these new stories
0: unravel. And um, yeah, I think we can read the woods close to the garden. It's like a place yeah. where you go to be someone else. In the case of Folklore, but also the place where you get anxiety. <laughs> like out of the woods. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's an, it's it's kind of like the garden, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: But the garden is often, you know, irrational. It's it's organized, okay. Even in the romantic yeah. garden, it's a it's a an organized place, while the woods are wild.
1: Yeah, basically, I think that human the garden made. is still made by people. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's I'm I don't want to say it's artificial, but in some way, it is. While the woods and the forests, and um, they're just more natural. They grow that way. You can plant trees and so on. But as a whole, you see, a garden is one thing. It's more, as I said, artificial, made by man. While the woods are like closer to the true essence of nature.
0: I guess. Oh yeah, yeah exactly now we have some flowers plants, trees with specific meanings that we think are oath to be talked about so first I'd say we'd start with Ivy so Ivy symbolizes fidelity and this makes me laugh you know Um, in the song Ivy for example the narrator is being unfaithful to her husband, but at the same time, she's be faithful to her true love. Stay tuned for more on Ivy in the next couple of weeks, because we're going to talk about this song finally. Uh, we've been working on this script for some, some time now, so yeah. yeah, tune in when we get to Ivy. But for now, we can say that. Ivy is a native plant to Europe and Russia and has been cultivated in our gardens for centuries. It has been steeped in mythology and cultural meaning since ancient times. Um, Originally it was dedicated to Osiris, the goddess of motherhood in ancient Egypt, and then later to Dionysus or Bacchus, the Greek and Roman gods of wine. And the latter, perhaps because it was thought to prevent drunkenness. I don't know if this is true. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have another myth that
1: states that it grew around the altar of Hymenaeus, I guess, the Greek god of marriage, and as such Ivy was often presented to the bride and groom as a symbol of everlasting life, devotion, fidelity, and loyalty. The Greeks also used it to make a crown for Liber, the God of Fertility, as well as poets and other muses. Um, these ancient meanings were later adopted by the Christian faith, when it became a symbol of love, friendship, immortality and death. And It is often seen carved on Christian tombs and was once placed on the graves of the dead on all souls' Day. It is used to treat burns, including sunburn. In the past, a medicinal ointment was made with the twigs or leaves with butter as a base. And the leaves can also produce black dye or dark greens and creamy yellows using various mordants. And by the Middle Ages, these pagan meanings were deeply embedded in our cultural life. This was reflected in in its use as a decoration during Christmas, a practice that was once banned by the Council of Churches due to its pagan roots. And carols such as the Holy and the Ivy are taught to date from this time and may, and may even be pre-Christian. Interestingly, by the Victorian era, Its use in this way was perfectly acceptable, perhaps a reflection of its place in the then-accepted language of flowers.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the Celtic tree calendar. It's very, very interesting and it was a treat, you know, to read. So, the Celtic tree calendar is a calendar with 13 lunar divisions. The modern tree calendar is based on a concept that there is in the ancient celtic ogam I don't know if I said that right um, which is an alphabet that corresponded to a tree So, of course, there's an ivy moon which goes from September 30th to October 27th As year comes to a close and Samhain, which is Halloween, approaches the ivy moon rising at the end of the harvest season, so ivy often leaves on after its host plant has died. And this is a reminder to us that life goes on in the endless cycle of life, you know, death and rebirth. And this is why it's a symbol of immortality. The Celts call this month Gord, I don't know if it's pronounced right and ivy can be used magic, you know, uh, for performing healing, protection, cooperation, and to bind lovers together. And it's interesting that we have a poison ivy, which we mentioned when we talked about the lyrics from Don't Blame Me. I once was poison ivy, but now I'm your Daisy. So poison ivy is a false ivy, and it's thought of as an unwelcome weed, So, we get the lyrics, right? Then we have
1: Clover, and clovers represent happiness, but but mostly the leaves of clovers have individual languages for each leaves, like sincerity or dearness, hope and love. And with the four-leaf clovers, which are rare in nature, the language of happiness is intertwined. And 4 leaves clovers also means be mine or revenge. Which is very different, so, like... In Ivy, we have Clover blooms in the field, spring breaks loose, the time is near. And with this in mind, we could say that the narrator is begging her lover to remember her in case her husband finds out about them. But we will talk about this in the Ivy episode. Let's talk about Crimson Clover that we have in the song The Great War. The color crimson in flowers means mourning and death. In the Great War, we have the lyrics "So that bloodshed crimson clover, which means that she remembers it all, the bloodshed and the violence of this fight that this song talks
0: about. Then we have the rose. The rose re- symbolizes love itself. Of course, we have different meanings depending on which color the rose is. A red rose is passionate love crimson slash maroon rose is mourning death which is the usual meaning of the color crimson and a white rose is virtue and chastity taylor has a lot of lyrics about roses the one that we think sums it up better is from the lakes with the lyrics a red rose grew up out of the ice frozen ground with no one around to tweet it the red rose symbolizes Taylor and Joe's love being born out of a bad situation, represented by a frozen ground, which has a different meaning because of hoax. You know, literally the song before the lakes. So check out our episode about hooks for more about this matter. It's one of our first episodes.
1: Yeah. Then we have carnations. They mean fascination, also in terms of love. And in France, purple carnations are the traditional funeral flowers. And carnations are also called pinks because of their spiky petals that look like the cut cowed with pinkish her- shears, shears, a kind of scissors. <laughs> and there are several theories about how the carnation got its name. Some believe that it comes from the word coronation because it was used in Greek ceremonial crowns. Others think that it originated from the Latin word carnis, meaning flesh, because early carnations were typically pink. In my mind it's the second one, I don't know why, but... Can yeah, right. I have that idea in mind. My... Yeah, me too. So, carnation's scientific name is Dianthus Cariophilus, I guess. Some believe that the name Biantus originated from the myth of Diana. Uh, there are a few variations of this story. In one variation, Diana, goddess of the hunt, was returning from an uns- unsuccessful hunting trip. She stumbled upon a shepherd playing a flute and blamed his music for spoiling her hunting. In a fit of rage, she attacked him and plucked out his eyes. Once she cooled down, she regretted her actions. And where the ice fell, red carnations grew as a sign of blood. Sweet. <laughs> hmm. So um, then others believe that the Di- dianthus, dianthus, whatever, was named after Zeus, as Zeus in Greek is Dios,
0: Dios, Dios, <laughs> Dios. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, And flower is. Antos, i guess and carnations are also referred to as the flower of the gods carnations of course uh, we have them in the song maroon and the lyrics carnations you had thought were roses that's us in this case their love was not pure love so roses but affection and it led to the shedding of innocent blood or simply the shedding of the childhood's innocence
0: i googled Carnation, like an image, because I don't think I've ever seen what I believe. Oh yeah, I've formations. seen them. They're not that similar to roses, right?
1: Well, they're similar to roses. I think they have more petals, or they're more like. I yeah,
0: don't know. And I wouldn't switch them. You know, I wouldn't think. Oh, that's a rose. No, that's a garnish. They're not that similar.
1: I I remember finding out like that carnations are cheaper than roses, so like young people used to exchange carnations instead of roses, but I mean, I I don't really know about this, I've I've never received a carnation or a rose,
0: but
1: but, like I've never seen them in real life I guess, like maybe I have, but I don't know.
0: Then we have wisteria. Wisteria symbolizes immortality, again, and creative expansion. In the lakes, we have the lyrics, I want to watch Wisteria grow right over my back feet,
1: because
0: I haven't moved in years. And there Taylor could be referencing both the fact that the pandemic made it impossible for her or you know anyone else to move physically, and the fact that she hadn't shifted genres in years, maintaining the pop genre, until you know folklore and evermore where her broadest creative expansion happened and i was mind blown when i read this about wisteria i think i remember the day i sent you a screenshot of the meaning behind wisteria as creative expansion i was oh my god this is this like explains it all you know (laughs) and the lakes is one of my favorite songs ever so i was deeply feeling this you know (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay. Then we have poppy. Uh, it is used as the floral sign of consolation. Its meaning comes from the Greek mythology. It was created by Ceres, is it? Ceres, like the beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the beer. Uh, let's forget I said this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was the goddess of agriculture and fertility. Was in, ch- in search of her daughter Persephone as a soother of our grief and it was a roman custom to offer puppies to the dead especially those you wanted to appease in order to receive blessings and it's also a symbol of oblivion because it is a natural drug and it's where opium and other opiates come from today it's more a symbol of remembrance this meaning started gaining traction after world war one with the poem In Flanders Field written by John McCrae, a Canadian lieutenant of the Allied Forces who dedicated this poem to his fellow friends who died during the war. It was a woman who brought this meaning of the puppy to the rest of the world. Mona Michael was a professor at the University of Georgia when she read Macrae's poem and vowed to always wear a red poppy in remembrance of the fallen. And since 1921, the red poppy has been celebrated as the symbol of remembrance in the USA on the National Poppy Day. This is obviously the main meaning Taylor is conveying in the lyrics of the Great War, Place a poppy in my hair, in connection to the previous line, We can Plan a memory garden. Then we have the violet
0: flower, violets are considered the symbol of modesty, but also of faithfulness. This flower has been celebrated for its perfume since the Romans, who actually made wine (laughs) from violets. Um, I think in the Great War Taylor wanted to reference the colour more than the meaning, but it could also still work, since we have the lyrics looked up with honour and truth broken and blue. He is looking up blue from the punches she threw at him and because of these punches she became violet. She became you know, modest and called off the troops. She was humbled by his honor and truth in, in, in his eyes, you know. Um, maybe it's a stretch but I'm reading way too much into it and <laughs> I don't know. I think... Uh, We need to talk more about the Great War someday, I don't think we're ready for it. Yeah, Yeah. Then we have willow. So the willow
1: tree symbolizes sadness. And the scientific name of the weeping willow is Salix babylonica. Like, cowboy like me (laughs) much? Yeah! The word Salix comes from the ancient Celtic and means near the water, which is where this kind of tree grows. And the willow moon goes from April 15th to May 12th. The willow grows best when there's lots of rain. And in Northern Europe, there is no shortage of that this time of year. Um, This is a tree associated with healing and growth for obvious reasons and a willow planted near your home will help ward away danger, particularly the type that stems from natural disasters such as flooding or storms. They offer protection and they are often found planted near cemeteries, Um, you know, and the old widow goes to the stone every day, but I don't, I just sit here and wait, grieving for the living from Ivy. So, you know, it's clear how the meaning of the willow um, is much deeper than what the lyrics which are more simple when put in perspective convey.
0: Fun fact, um, that has nothing to do with the willow. Um, Taylor's tree in the, you know, Celtic calendar, which we talked about before, is the elder tree. Yes, <laughs> the one from Voldemort's wand. <laughs> 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 and it is, it is obviously the last moon of the Celtic calendar So it's a time of endings It's a good time for workings related to creativity and renewal So it makes sense that Evermore came out in time for Taylor's birthday
1: Yeah
0: uh, Okay, then we have lavender Lavender flowers represent purity, silence, devotion, serenity, grace and calmness Purple is the color of royalty and speaks of elegance, refinement, and luxury too. So the color is also associated with the crown chakra, which is the energy center associated with higher purpose and spiritual connectivity, if you believe in that kind of thing. And Lavender Haze, the song, is obviously about this calmness and serenity that Taylor has found in Joe. Then we have Birch. In Celtic
1: mythology, birch is a tree of beginnings and came to symbolize renewal and purification. Birch, or baith, is the first tree of the ogam, which is the Celtic tree alphabet. It was celebrated during the festival of Samain, which is Halloween, as we said before. Um, in the Celtic tree calendar, the birch moon is a time of rebirth and regeneration. When a forested area burns birch is the first tree to grow back. And the birch is also associated with magic, done for creativity and fertility, as well as healing and protection. In the song Birch, from the album How Long Do You Think It's Gonna Last, from Big Red Machine, we have the lyrics If there's a man like me, his birch ain't my tree. We think this goes hand in hand with the other lyrics. The way I wake up now is, brand, is a brand new way. It ain't the way it was before.
0: Yeah, it connects back to the meaning of new beginnings and, you know, the fact that the birch tree is the first tree to grow back. In the song, it's basically saying that that's not really the way um, he feels about himself, but the way he wakes up is always new, he always feels different each day, like a birch growing out of a disaster.
1: Yeah. hmm So, what is your favourite mention of flowers? Um,
0: I think I really love, as I already said, the mention of wisteria. What about you?
1: I like Ivy because it's interesting, like, it's an interesting one, but also the poppy one is another interesting one because it it fits very well with this song, The Great War. Okay, I guess that's it for this episode, thank you so much for listening, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok (laughs) at Secret Session Podcast, on Twitter at Secret Session TS, um, we also have a coffee, so if you want to support us, you can buy us a coffee, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find it in our links in the bio of the, of the episode. But you can also support us by sharing this podcast and giving it a five star review. And um, we really hope you liked this episode and see you next
0: time. Bye! Bye.